Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to another monster edition of Jack and Flash right here on 1629 SEN Tassie, 1611 SEN Track Northern Tassie, and on the SEN app wherever you are around the world. We're here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. Now, I know we say this every week, but another monster edition here Friday morning. Without further ado, I'll tell you what's coming up in a second. Jackie Revolt, are you there, young man? All clear, David Flash. Let's go. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Well, let's have a listen to this, what we've got today. We're going to talk about the big footy issues, but probably going to start the gabber from the other night, if you don't mind. We've got Robbie Fox. He's Ooh. a good player. Got I've scarf talked on, about him you? for a while. Got your no, scarf I on. don't, but I'm looking forward to talking to the Sydney Swans defender. Anthony Stewart's getting to join us now. We've had a monster week in basketball Ooh. here in Tassie. Jack, Ooh. I know you and I have talked Your about first this. first little, just niggle, Jack, Jack, Jack just, little niggle, just, just yeah, this little off-field sort of thing. What's going on here? Uh, Matty Reid will join us too from Taz Racing. Come up. Apology letters, hot or not, it's all there coming up. Great to have your company. Now, Jack, look, um, let's, let's look, let's speak of a niggle. Um, can I take you back to last week? Oh, thanks. I'm looking forward to this. man on the Gold Coast. Mm. Um, run me through it. Oh, uh, well, Flash, just disappointing, isn't it, for the Tigers? It was very disappointing um, yes. to throw away a 40-point lead, I think we were in front by. Um, and just, uh, yeah, yeah, we, bung- we bungled it up, unfortunately. Not, not a great You've start. You've a couple to the- of them now, haven't you? This yeah, year, yeah, look, look uh, we've lost uh, three games by under a goal this year. Um, and funnily enough, with the way the ladder sits, that. If we'd won all three of those games, we'd probably be sit- we'd actually be sitting first. So, uh, yes. just shows how tight the season is. But no, it was, it was really disappointing, and there was a there was a genuinely flat uh, mood post the game on the weekend. But you go, yeah, you can go one of two ways with these sort of things, Flashman. You can either um, focus on the fact that we gave up the forty point lead, which you, which you put some some of your focus on. Um, yes, you, go you have to, to, don't you? you? You do, and you have to go to c- correcting that. So that's yes. um, us practicing a little bit of uh, a little bit of saving the game, um, just taking time out of the game, uh, taking the sting out of it when we get challenged, and, and momentum is probably the biggest thing in AFL football at the moment. Sides get a run on, and it's hard to stop. So we're sort of looking into to how we can do that. Um, but also, we we focus on some of the great things we did in the game to get that forty point lead with arguably six of our best players out and seven if you include Tom Lynch who was injured in the first 10 minutes of the game. So uh, whilst we uh, would love to have won, uh, we find ourselves still in the eight with a big chance of of pushing towards September uh, and we hopefully learn lessons from that game that will last with our playing group from for another five years, I, I look at 2017 flash. We lost a game against the GWS Giants, uh, maybe round eight or nine up at Spotless Stadium there. And uh, 
Jeremy Cameron kicked a goal out the back to win the game against us. And, and from there, we learned so many lessons that still stick with me to this day. That now I think with such a new group coming through, maybe maybe that's a um, a point in time where they will learn they will learn uh, lessons that will last for them for their career. So, in terms of saving the game, but. We can't dwell on it too much. A big game this week against North Melbourne, one that we really need to win, um, and uh, and we move on. Yeah, you, you got some big ins too, of course. Cochin back, lost and Bolters. So there's some Premiership Gibkes. players. Yep. Gibkus, and then Tyler Sonzi. Yes, yes, T Swizz. Uh, did That's you a super name? That's a good commentator. Did name. you Sonzi? <laughs> did you cop any of the uh, Richmond social media when they? Oh, that little, was awesome. That little that Tyler, awesome. the creator, <laughs> yeah, uh, <I> little <laughs> meme there. I really, en- pit. really enjoyed that. I went through and had a look at the comments. The younger generation were all over it. But I tell you what, the older generation, like, oh, great, 100,000 members. And I was like, no, no, straight over their heads. But, of course, Richmond, five years flash, man, 100,000 members, only something that you and your swans could dream about. Uh, what do you sort want- of player is he? Well, he tell us about him. Yeah, no, he's uh, – well – I hate saying this, but people say he was a draft slider. Um, he, he should have gone possibly a little bit higher than what he did. Uh, midfielder, Richmond fan growing up. I finally found this out the other day. Uh, and his favourite player is Trent Cochin. So he's very talented, very, very talented. Great kick on both sides of his feet. Uh, and I think an exciting prospect. I thought he nearly might have played last week. He was certainly yes. in the um, in the the... the Oh, I mean, the spot for, for Jack Ross, who came out late, there was a bit of talk that Sonzi might play, but um, he, he gets his chance this week, and I think Richmond fans are going to be very, very happy with what they see. So exciting to um, exciting to see him playing. Is the big brute from Georgetown playing, Nanka? Oh, yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's, uh, he's tough. He's so tough. He's so tough. He's um, just uh, just grinds through. Um, he's not going to be at, at 100%, but he just shows up and... Goes out and performs, and, and, and like I mean, you look at last week. We've got two really great ruckmen in Nankervis and Soldo, and then all of a sudden, Nankervis is looking like he's injured on the yes. sideline. Um, mm. Doesn't finish the game on the on the ground. Soldo breaks a thumb. You're thinking, oh my gosh, who's going to ruck for us? And I start looking, ticking people off. I'm like, oh maybe Bolter will come in. Does he want to play in the ruck? And so it's, it's, it keep going down. Lynch is injured, and I'm looking down the height chart, and all of a sudden I start coming to myself, and I'm like. God, I'm there to massage and Toby's knee during the week, major <laughs> gets up because I don't want to. I running. have zero interest in running around here. Todd Goldstein in the ruck, but went down to Rebel Sport and grabbed a shin guard yesterday, actually, just to make sure I'll take that to the <laughs> ground on the weekend. But uh, no, the big Nanka, he's ready to go. So uh, the only thing is, you, you, look, obviously it's much. Look, can't you cheat a bit if you were just rolling, rolling around the ground and and just get a little bit of. Use your nows and, and yeah. get some free footy. No, yeah, no, yeah, you could do that. And then the other, the only part, the actually, I'm not, I'm not actually against yeah. that part. It's the bit in the middle where I'm going to get knee yeah, in the temple right. yeah. <laughs> by arguably one of the greatest ruckmen yeah. of the modern era, yeah. uh, leading leading hit outs of all time. And then he be yeah, that'll be the juiciest hit out of all time as he just sails yes. over the top of me with those big knees. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm um, yeah, very thankful that Toby's up and playing this week. Or Interest aside, of course, with you know we know about David Noble. Um, we'll probably touch on that shortly, but that that adds another dimension on it with the Kangas. Uh, Patch Adams uh, at the helm, um, a good dude from all reports. Um, 
met him once briefly, and he certainly seems that everyone speaks really highly about him. So you get that you get that first week of the new caretaker coach, yeah, I think which is always interesting. Yeah, I think we copped it last when Reshaw um, might have uh, retired, okay. or, or Reshaw took when over. Brad sorry, Scott. when Brad yep. Scott finished up, um, and North did a number on us. Uh, no, you're, you're always wary because you, you, the thing is, you, you can get a bit of um, data off off sides when they play the same way. But does a new coach bring in a a different um, a different way of playing, uh, a different yes. way of defending? So we're we're extremely wary of that. The one thing I'm extremely worried about, Flashman, is Patch Adams, Lee Adams, who's going to be coaching the North Melbourne Football Club. Is only four months older than me wow. <laughs> this weekend. So, is that right? I looked at it and I was chatting to Robbie Tarrant yesterday and, and I knew that he was the same draft as myself and Shane Edwards. And we started getting a bit worried that we were actually going to be older than the guy coaching the opposition team. But um, thankfully, Patch was born in April and Flash and, and Sherry Shedder and I are born in, in October. So, we're not going to be, uh, we're not going to be the oldest people um, out there on the weekend. So Patch Adams is slightly older than us while still being in the coach's box. So we're um, we're starting to get a bit jittery about that. Yeah, COVID's creeping back in, young yep. fella. Have you have you had COVID yet? Have you? Had... Uh, I don't think so. No, 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 no. no, okay. no. So I've been, yeah. I don't know, I've just been dodging it left, right, and centre, and. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I haven't copped it yet, but it's certainly rearing its head at AFL land. Um, Aaron Norton's the latest out. He, he was named in the team for the six twenty naming That's last a big night, out. and then I think ten or fifteen minutes after they named it, they said, "Hey, we've got to swap that over." And Norton's coming out. So, um, well, Brisbane lost eight last week, seven or eight. Yes. Uh, of yep. course, lost that game against Essen. It just shows how you take your seven players out of your best twenty-two, and how mm. how bigger uh, big an impact that can have. Um, we know there's a few other players. Going down, uh, obviously tonight's game has been affected with the Bulldogs. I think have lost maybe three or four. Uh, yes. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we continue to see little uh, little ones creeping up. Uh, Josh right Bruce is back now. That, that's the upside in, in all this. Big in yeah. for, for big Josh in. Bruce. Yeah. I think Bailey Smith as well. Bailey Smith's back from a, from two suspensions. Um, but COVID's going to be a, an interesting one, Flashman. What clubs go about it because we've seen yesterday with the news that the mandate uh, for players to be vaccinated has been dropped. Um, yes. What do clubs do now at their own organisations to make sure their playing list is as healthy as possible, especially those clubs that are in contention uh, to make the finals? So um, even from our point of view, we, we've scaled back a few little things in, in terms of being out in the um, in the public as a football club. Um, so, yeah. It's, well, uh, send us a text, 0437 552535. What do you think about that? The new mandates, COVID's back. And, of course, we're in the middle of winter as well when, obviously, lurgies are always at their height. So it's yeah. certainly going to be a really interesting one, especially over the next two or three weeks. You know, you just hope that it... Um, I mean, are you are you taking? Have you been asked to take new precautions and stuff yeah. around the club? Like, yeah, just it's just heightened awareness. More sensible, heightened yep. awareness because you can fall casually back into the way you, yes. you live life pre-COVID and um, be a bit blasé about it. But you've got you've got to be smart because I mean, you've only got to look at last weekend and, and even tonight's game. You only got to look at the Bulldogs. Like, there's the four of their best players are out because of COVID. Yes. So, um, got to be yeah, yeah, right on right on top of making sure social distancing and. Um, your hygiene and cleanliness, and if you need to wear a mask in a certain situation, you you go about it the right way. And um, yeah, it's a uh, interesting period of time because the AFL said 
no uh, no handouts here now. No holding games back. It's uh, it's moving forward as uh, as we see fit. What what about uh, this week? Some big names being talked about again. Lance Franklin's come up, of course. Uh, a little topic there on hot or not. We might wait for that. But of course, Dustin's been talked about last week and. Brody Grundy. So some of the biggest names in the game at the moment talked about, you know, potentially moving on. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to comment on Dusty, of course. He's a close mate of yours and a, a, all of that. And whatever happens in the future happens, of course. But do clubs, do, does it does it affect anybody? You know, this to like, is this going to affect Sydney at all one little bit or is it affecting Richmond? I mean, we know Grundy will come back in a couple of weeks for the Pies. What are, what are clubs, what happens when your big name gets bandied around like it is, which has happened to those guys over the last week or two. Well, Flash, I think the fact that um, I, players are so um, so into American sports, and let's use mm-hmm. the NBA as a, as a yeah. great example, is that it's starting to, to track down that path that players are, are, are immune to the conversations around um, players moving on or going to, to, yes. to new um, clubs or maybe getting paid more money to go to a different place. And, and there's a, there is a, that NBA mentality, I say, secure the bag. That's what they talk about. Securing the big bag secure of cash. Secure do. the bag. And, and that's, that's starting to become the AFL mentality as well. I think players are thinking, I've got a short time in, in this fantastic window to, to earn uh, an amount of money. Um, be involved oh, so in great sport. I've got it wrong all these years. I I've assumed that when these big deals happen, that's always the more midfield <laughs> time and the um, you know, the better roles. So it is about the cash. Oh, that is 100%. of course it's about. It's always about the cash. Hundred percent. That plays a, a, a big factor. But the, oh, a, a, I, a, I B, think, C, D. Then we'll come back to. A, a, we'll, I think. I think. <laughs> I think. Flash that that there's a, that that NBA mentality is filtering yes, into AFL is. now and. It is. Players understand that there is a, a small window. Whilst it may be ten years, it's still a small window in your lifetime to to earn an amount of money that can set you up and possibly set your uh, set your uh, family up as well going forward. So, well, um, let's look at let's look at the NBA. The last two hours, DeAndre Ayton, former number one um, pick from three years ago, important part of the Phoenix Suns, he's now signed a hundred thirty three million dollar offer with Indiana, which now Phoenix get an opportunity to match. Um, so he's got his bag, regardless of yep. what happens. Um, and they, they all talk about it. <laughs> big you know, bag. That's a big bag, 133 mil. What's going to go? Donovan Mitchell, has he moved yet? What's happening there? Oh, that'll happen because... Your boy thing... Brian Windhorse with his inverted commas. Hilarious. Boy, it was a great you, three minutes of TV. Do, do, you like his little, do you like his little meme where he's just got the fingers up mm, like this, um, looking at the heavens almost yeah. saying, I Something's going on yeah. in Utah. <laughs> No, very yeah, good. They're, they're, the, the NBA is still crazy over there at the moment. Crazy, mate. Off the text I line, t- Flashman, we asked people to yes. text in, obviously, yes. uh, which is 0437552535. This one's come from Marshy. Uh, he says, cheers, go pie, pies at the end of it. Can you ask the boys about their thoughts on Pendle's 350th? Um, well, 350 games, Flashman. What an amazing <sighs> achievement. I'm going to, yes. Marshy, we're going to park this one because I want to put it in hot or not. I want to put it in hot or not. I want to talk about Scott Penderby in a little bit of depth because he's certainly that Collingwood champion. Yes, deserves deserves his time in the sun for three hundred and fifty games, um, and I don't think three fifty will be 
the end of Scott Pendlebury. I think we might be shooting a bit further on than, than 350 Flashman. I've I got one that's just come here through from Tickets from Cyril. And Tickets, tickets is asking, Tickets said, there is no way Nanker's playing this week. Uh, I'll ask you again. You think you'll play? Where, well, when was the... We don't do laid outs at Richmond. <laughs> So I know Jack Ross was a laid out last week. That's because he got injured yes. on okay late in the week. Yeah, no, right. no, no, he's very That's confident. Good. Thank you, tickets. Uh, tickets. That was an irrelevant tweet from you. <laughs> Text from you, tickets. Flashman, big, big show today. We always mention it. It is huge, huge sport. We've also got the Open going on at the moment. We were chatting a little bit about that and uh, big round of football. I'll be talking a little bit of Tour de France later on, but. Huge, huge week. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back, everybody. Jack and Flash here on SEN Tasmania. Great to have your company on. What's... Uh, little murky day here in Hobart. I'm sitting up here in the the, the pigeon. Well, what's the bird's nest here at Harrison Agents? Penthouse. And it's the That's penthouse. what it's called, the penthouse. Looking over Salamanca. There's not a lot of action just yet. A couple of coffees being made just Must over be there flying at Harrison's because you've got a penthouse in Salamanca, Battery Point area. That's, that's um, oh, tell you what. This is going really well. Wowee. Yes, indeed. Very, very exciting. Um, I'll tell you what, the golf's good. I, I'm focused heavily here on Cameron Smith. Jack, I think this is his week he's going to break through. Five under at the moment, so he's right up in there in the in the firing line. We're talking about the British British Open at St Andrews. The Open. We don't call it the British the... Open. The Open. Yeah. I, I, so, I had a bit of a conniption this morning trying to find the, the app to download it. Kept typing in the British Open and then, um, yeah, it pointed me to the fact that it's called The Open. Uh, well... Well, Cameron, the, the leader at the moment with a blazing 64 is Cameron Young, the American. Rory McIlroy is a couple off the pace at six under. And Cameron Smith just lurking there at five under. So he's in third. Plenty of Australians actually up around the leaderboard. Brad Kennedy uh, shot, a, shot a, a 68. He's at four under. Uh, Ming Woo Lee's at three under, so there's some there's some good and Herbert. If you look at him further, yeah, he's at two under. Twelve Australians playing. Adam Scott at even par. Um, it, look, we've always performed well in this tournament, as you will know. Yes, we have. We've performed very well. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Patrick Reed wearing an LIV golf tour hat, Flashman? Hashtag watch. <laughs> I saw a very funny tweet the other day that uh, after he revealed that he was going to wear that hat, that he's <laughs> going to wear the Sharks' uh, broad-brimmed black one with the logo of the Shark on it after Greg Norman being the face of the LIV Tour and, uh, of course, wanted to play in this tournament. I don't think they offered him a start. Oh, one bloke they did offer a start, though, Flashman, is Mark Kalkavecchia, the American, uh, well, American veteran. Let it go, Mark. He has shot 11 over. 11 yep. over and sits in last place. Uh, little Ian Woosman areas. David Duvall's maybe in the same sort of vein, I think, a little bit too. But, of course, the Open, which flash, it starts at a great time. I think British. 7 o'clock British. last night. And when we got into studio this morning, still at about 6.30 a.m., the, the final group were, were finishing up there, um, uh, which was uh, it's a lot 
12 hours it, of golf. It, it looked is very dark when they were finishing. Very, very dark. St Andrews. Went to Carnoustie, you'll remember, three or four years ago down the road, which is nearly as famous as St Andrews. Probably a whisker behind, as we know, but incredible. It's just incredible. It, it's, it's golf at its absolute purest, isn't it? Like, yep. you look at... You know, I'll, I'll, we love the, the tournaments in America, of course, and um, the majors, but I'll tell you what, something else about, there's something else about St Andrews and these Lynx courses. Flash, I wanted to uh, chat a little bit this week, um, and we've, we've already spoken about it very, very slightly, yes. about the departure of uh, David Noble. Yes. Uh, Tasmanian football legend. He's been part of, obviously, the North Melbourne Football Club for the last 18 months. Uh, prior to that, he was Chris Fagan's right-hand man up at the Brisbane Lions. He was at the Crows. Crows before that. North Hobart, he was where he premiership player back in the day, of course. Yep, and, and we obviously a bit hard to do at the current point of time, but we look forward to getting him on the show and just chatting all things Taz, Tazzy with him, whatnot, sometime in the near, not-too-distant future. What did you make of it all? It was bizarre after the the way they performed against Collingwood last week. Was it? Did you? Is it was this bizarre? I asked a North Melbourne supporter at three quarter time. I mean, obviously, I think it was twenty two points up. I said, "Well, does winning here stop what we think is going to happen the sacking?" He said, "Well, it probably does." Well, as it turned out, they fell short by seven points. But their best performance of the year and um, Dave, look, David King. He's had his say this week, of course. North Melbourne grace. Um, a big part of us here in SEN, he said, look, it's just time he had to go. The question I would ask, so is it is it more about his role coaching or is there a bigger issue in terms of the club itself? Where's, where is the club at? Are they they're really starting to scratch and scrape? Or the Tasmanian talk has been, you know, we've heard it to the, to the heavens and back again the last six months. Um, Hasn't helped, has it, the Tasmanian well, talk? Because everyone links North Melbourne with the... I know, we know, and we spoke to Jeremy Rockcliffe, the, the the Premier of Tasmania last week, that, that a relocated team will not be supported by the government. But North Melbourne is the team that is always floated up as the as the team that if one was to be relocated. Yes. And, and that isn't just um, in the last two years that it's been floated, though of course they were floated at the Gold Coast. Um, that has to that has to wear thin on a, on an organisation. Well, I've just had a text here from um, Jeremy from Lindisfarne. He said, Flash, they're always going to be the big clubs, the small clubs, some with loads more money and others that are little like Leicester City. And that's us here at North Melbourne. The fabric of this club is much, much more about money and the number of fans you've got. And they just can't let us go, Gerard. Thank you. Look, and that, that that's a passionate, um, obviously, North Melbourne supporter in that hand. And... I just feel like they're on their knees. And that that's where I, I've almost moved past the David Noble thing and said, sure, that hasn't... There's something bigger going to play here. You know, they brought in the Messiah um, six weeks ago to, to go through the joint like a dose of salts. Um, and he's clearly done that. Jeff Walsh we're talking about. Um, I don't know. Is it about David Noble? Partly, of course. But is it, is it a bigger bigger issue with the North Melbourne Footy Club. And like we said last week, in fairness to Eddie Maguire, who bangs on about this Tassie thing, Eddie's focus would be, without doubt, uh, he would like to see North Melbourne survive. And people like that are saying, well, I don't know how they're going to survive unless they go to Tassie. Mm. So it's an, it's a really difficult conversation. We've been very lucky that we have a really good budget, but it is our budget and um, we have to stay within those guidelines. And that's one of the fortunate things uh, that keep the, I think this league some parity in it, 
Um, but the reality is, you know, Josh Adams, for example, everyone's asking about him. You know, he obviously played very well for us, and he's getting million-dollar offers in China and some other places, and we're no, no, nowhere near able to compete with some of these teams that are in Europe. And it's going to be a lifestyle choice for him or uh, uh, a situation where, you know, he has only X amount of years to play, and can he go just make as much money as possible? And we'll find out here probably in the next week or so where we kind of sit with him, but there's not much more that we can do for him. There we are, the coach of the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, Scott Roth. All about the cash, Scotty on, Roth. Yeah, yeah, no, talking about uh, talking about uh, Josh Adams, of course. That was May 27th on this program, and that was back page of the Mercury at that point there too, Flashman. So, it, wow, it, it, this is this is interesting. We, we've gone to the Jack Jumpers and we asked them for comment on the Adams statement um, on uh, on social media, which is which is where this has sort of reared its head, really. It he's, has, yep. He's um, with with just a fan, just a regular fan. It's uh, yeah, it's well, he yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think about it all, Flash? Like, you're you're the basketball aficionado. Is it? Well, let's have disappointing, a look. Isn't it? It is. Let's look at the statement, what they've said overnight to Jack Jumpers. Unfortunate negotiations with Josh Adams and his management didn't work out as both parties were unable to come up with a suitable agreement. We wish Josh all the best for the future. And that's so on the back of what we just heard there um, from our chat with Scott, what's that, three or four weeks ago? Um, that's not what Josh Adams is obviously saying at all. Let's be, let's be frank about it, that he's... He, he's indicating that there is other uh, issues. that run. Look, from my perspective, Jack, for the whole season, uh, just talking with the locals and talking with some of the powers-to-be, there was always a sense that Josh Adams probably wasn't uh, on the top of the wish list for many departments in terms of um, everything to do with the team. So it's an interesting one. Like, I was super disappointed to, to lose Adams personally, as was a lot of people, because um, he was he was electric. Uh, and in terms of those big games towards the back end, he, was, he looked like the reason they were potentially going to win a championship would have been the most biggest Cinderella story in Australian sport for a long time. So, uh, look, yeah, it's a really dicey one. Off the text, uh, this one comes in. Tasmanians have no professional sports teams for such a long time that we will need to learn that things like the Josh Adams situation happen. The JJs yes. need to manage the media of this a little better to their members, not in the tune of RPO sports. I think back to the club and co- coach culture first. That's David off the text. Firstly, before we go any further, let's welcome in uh, our uh, NBL aficionado, the goat of Tasmanian Tasmanian basketball, Anthony Stewart. Stewie, welcome back to the program. Morning, men. Right. I'm going to read this uh, little statement out from Josh Josh Adams. He said, okay, this is on social media in reply to someone uh, on social media. Your coach made the decision that he didn't want me. So all of you need to get out of my comments calling me a traitor that I left for money. I played my heart out for them and I love my brothers. So get your facts straight. So that is Josh Adams in reply to a fan who's uh, obviously thought that he left for the money. Um, so clearly, Stewie, there is uh, this is an interesting situation. It is. Uh, it, it's a little bit disturbing. We're in mourning down here, down south at the moment. I mean, a lot of, lot of families, uh, he really was the face of the community, as we spoke about. But it, it is interesting 
how he's come out. Um, I, I was expecting this, but on the back of a signing in the NBL, um, I thought there was more to come. Um, but the, the concerning part is exactly what you said, Jack. Is the we, we sort of played it though as though he had bigger contracts elsewhere that we couldn't afford him, and that doesn't not seem to be the case. It doesn't, Stewie. Um, good morning to you, mate. We we talked about this. Um, well, gosh, right back in October, November, December last year, as the season started, that there was just a sense from. Um, from us people externally to the club, that the murmurings, the conversations, etc., etc., was that maybe, just maybe, that Josh Adams didn't fit into the team, the culture, etc. Um, now, then we, the back end of his season was absolutely incredible, etc. But mm. there was there was a feeling, wasn't there? Um, transparency, you know, out there for everybody to know that they that they just weren't completely happy with him on many on certain levels. Yeah, there were there were a lot of uh, as any sport, a lot of rumours going around in the back back end. But I think I think for the club, uh, they really backed themselves into a corner. They've signed a lot of their Australians, well, all of them, all uh, on two or three year deals. Um, we we spoke about it during the year. The only way this team can improve is to replace the imports, and there was always going to be one casualty out of the jet. Or Adams, and it, it, it's come down to being Adams. Um, it, it, look, I have no problem with the change. I think um, I think this team with Magna, fully fit Magna, are going to be knocking on the door again. There's no doubt about that. It's it's more the way that it's uh, it's been sold. Um, That's the issue. Far, isn't it? If if that is the truth that Adams. It's not about the money. Then that, that's what the club should have come out and said. We need to move in a different direction. We've got to get better to, to compete and for a championship. Because look, we we got there on the back of Josh Adams. Let's not kid ourselves. That last <sighs> six weeks of the season was some basketball that most of us had never seen. So the murkiness lies around uh, Stewie. Lies around the fact that the coaches said that he's fielding multi-million dollar deals. Um, mm. And Josh Adams has come out and... China, pub- Europe, everywhere, he pub- said. Yeah, he's publicly stated that uh, the coach wanted him out. Like, this is... They wanted him out. What does this do for Scott Roth? And and, and what's, where does where does he position in, in all of this? Because he has been... He's been the Messiah and, and he's done a, a fantastic job of just cementing the Jack Jumpers culture, cementing the Jack Jumpers in the Tasmanian community in that first year. Where, where, where does... Where does he sit at the moment? It's because it, it is really interesting. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's going to be. I mean, he's going to get hammered with this in his first interview when he returns. So, really looking forward to seeing the comments off the back of him. But again, it's it's not about the transition. I, I, I think every club, even fan favourites, um, you can, you're going to have to make transitional changes to to get better. And I've got no problem with that. It's it's how he explains the. Josh seemed pretty upset. It's it's not a money thing for for Josh, um, but that may not that may be Josh talking. So we, we've got to give Coach Roth his opportunity to speak as well. It's it is like the, there's got to be the smoke that's fire. There's obviously elements of um, factual bits from both sides of this, but 
It is a big one, and I guess then the pressure now really turns to the quality of the imports. I mean, that's that's the focus now, Stewie, isn't it? You've yeah. McIntosh has gone, Adams has gone, Majet's been retained. The Australian core, as you mentioned, are all intact, plus Magne. And as you and we talked about all during the that's a huge in in terms of the team balance, etc. I guess this will all get swept under the carpet very good if the two new if the, if the new guys can really you know compete at a oh. similar level. Yeah, yeah, it always does. I mean, for me, it, it, it's, once once the ball goes in the air, no one's going to remember this. Um, I think the two guys they've got coming in, the two new guys, are, are high quality imports that are certainly yep. going to value add to the group that they have. And I'm quietly confident they're going to be knocking on the door again uh, in 2022-23. So. It's more around, as Jack's just pointed out, it's more around um, portraying that there's been sort of a, a little bit of a fib told here as far as all these massive contracts around the world that haven't eventuated and uh, for what reason, none of us know. And, and the Jack Jumpers do a very good job of keeping things in-house. So the only people that will know this is Scott Roth and his coaching group and and I think he'll get asked, but I agree. I think he'll just play it off. Very interesting. The modern world where <laughs> things that we like to keep in-house or sides like to keep in-house can be uh, social media. It, uh, it gets the truth out there sometimes. One thing I want to talk about, Stewie, and we didn't get to, we had it on a couple of weeks ago, was the uh, national championships and the Tasmanians involved in the world championships uh, at, at junior level. Mm. Oof. Gosh, the future looks very exciting for a team that finished fifth, I think, at those world championships that involved three Tasmanians. Can you just give us a bit of a brief rundown of of, uh, of that tournament and how, how our Tassie boys performed? Yeah, look, very well. It's um, the, Even the national level, they uh, we seem to be batting above our, our weight once again, but we're really knocking on that we seem to be getting better and better every year. And I think it's the systems that um, obviously Basketball Tasmania have put in place and and some of the structures, It's uh, the fruits have really shone. Um, probably the challenge out of all this is a lot of these kids are north-northwest. Um, I'd like to see a few more southerners in there. Um, we've really struggled down here and I think uh, that's a lot to do with the facilities, which um, I feel like Swisher and things like that that's happened in the city will certainly advance a few of our younger generations moving forward. But like you got Kai Savage, Lockie Brewer, Ruby Gray, like there's a number Jacob of Furphy, Furphy, like he's he's unbelievable. Um, it, it it is good times, um, and looking forward to seeing how they grow. You got the Armstrongs over there in the. Uh, in the college system at the moment, no doubt they're going to make an impact. And I mean, they're talking about Taz Armstrong possibly playing NBA. So there's, there's some really good times ahead. It's interesting that uh, I watched a lot of that, Jack. And um, we're talking about the under-17 Worlds, of course. They were the third best team in it, Australia. They lost to Spain in the quarterfinals yep. um, in the last 20 seconds. They probably had that game on ice. Spain finished second, lost by nine or ten points in the final to the Americans. But another more evidence, again, about our game, how it's evolving in the country. And the northwest coast is tremendous. Like, we want to get some talent down here. But I love how the the Penguin, Ulverston, Devonport, the little communities up there, they continue to impress Stewie with, with basketball. It is just terrific. And 
We've got some talent coming through. I'll tell you where is some talent. The Hobart Chargers in NBL 1, Jack, they are flying. Really? Under the tutelage of A. Stewart, <laughs> albeit he was at home with a lurgy or COVID last weekend. They've won ten, the last 10. I wasn't on the script to talk about. How, are, how is Flash, it? Are you, saying that are you saying that they don't need a Flying. coach? The Chargers don't need a coach. Stewie can no, sit at home at and they'll still yeah. win. Is that what you're saying? Well, he did tell me. I shot him a text and he said, oh, I'm worried about it. But um, anyway, got the job done again. It, it, you, the team's playing well. They are playing well. They... Um Good group of guys. Uh, we've just introduced our new import. Um, he's doing a, a great job, not just on the floor, but in the community as well. And big Harry Froling um, had a game against Mount Gamby here the other week: forty-three points, sixteen rebounds. And Jared Besto uh, came up to me the next morning at breakfast and said, "How is this guy not in the NBA? Forget NBL. Um, just some of the moves and plays. He's uh, he, he's just a high-quality guy. He's obviously signed with Brisbane." Hopefully he's in for a breakout year because um, he's just got so much talent. And I see that uh, a little bit off script here, boys, that uh, your favourite guy went down in the NBL 1 flash. I know you'll be devastated. He won't return this year. He's done his ACL. Jock's Who done his ACL. Be? Jock. Yeah. Did yeah. he? Ooh. I Jock didn't see that. Down. Oh, that's horrid. Mm, no good. I know you'll be crushed this morning. No, that's no not good. good at all. One, one for you two basketball nuffies before we go. Where's Kevin Durant going to end up? And, and we've only got so we've probably got thirty seconds. Dewey, where's Kevin Durant going to end up playing basketball in the NBA? No idea at the moment. Brooklyn next. No idea. Brooklyn next. Do you reckon Brooklyn like, flash? Well, I just don't. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they get a deal done. Mm. I, I just. I, can I leave you with this? What about Jack White, Stewie? He is going to make his way in the NBA. He is. He, he. I know you don't watch this, Jack. He, Jack White for Denver has been outstanding in the summer league. I reckon at the very least he's going to get a two-way deal. He and we saw him in that Melbourne game. He was outstanding when the Jack Jumpers beat him. He's going to. Isn't it good? These these young guys making you know making hay while the sun shines. Yeah, it is. It is. It's great to see, and it's. Uh, I think it's only going to get more and more over the year. And I, like credit to our league at the moment at the NBL. Oh, fantastic, mate. Absolutely. Flying. They are flying the NBL. The Jack Jumpers, obviously, a little bit of a tricky patch for the Jack Jumpers and their media team at the moment. But, Stewie, as always, we really appreciate you jumping on the line. All good. Thanks, folks. There we are. Anthony Stewart, uh, Tasmanian mm. basketball royalty, and single-handedly holds flash up when we get through the NBL commentary team down there at My State Arena. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lifter. I wonder if you'll ever say sorry any stage in this new segment. Sorry, still undefeated. Haven't said sorry to anyone on this no. uh, little segment here. Flash, you continually roll you. up and apologise because you continually well, get I'm a truth things teller. wrong. Truth teller. Well, I well, do. Hey, 
If you don't get it wrong, yep. you don't need to apologise. That's solely what this segment is a little about. Now, we've got very quick uh, apologies letters here this morning, Flashman. Uh, are you apologising or you've got a little no, bit of a no, left no. of centre one? Well, you're asking I, for no, an apology, I've got, I've got uh, a couple. I've actually turned back to the other one I was going to do originally. Scott Penderbury, uh, I apologise to you, young man. And the people out there, my mates are listening at the moment, are laughing their head off because... I said three and a bit years ago that he was just about finished. Really? He had, now, he's had two All-Australians since then. Um, he is cruising through mm. at the age of nearly 35 years of age. Premiership on the horizon. Potentially, again, the window's open for the Pies. What a marvellous player. I know. I just, I, I, he's been amazing. I thought he was done, and he continues to keep going. Well done, Flash, and apologising. So I, should, I feel like I should say that at the end of every time. I say, well, well done, David, for apologising. Well, do you, you want you any, an apology? Is there anything? Like, yes, I do. Have you got anything? No. No. Do you want an apology? Go on. You want one for someone. Who is it? What's that? You, did you want an apology from no, the Melbourne I'll touch media? On it. I'll touch on it in Hot or Not, I think. Okay. With, yeah, we'll save Lance that one Frank, for Hot or Lance Not. Lance Franklin deserves an apology, but that's oh, another conversation. Right, yeah. We'll save that one for Go, maybe yeah. save, save for next week or maybe later in Hot or Not. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to another massive hour of the Jack and Flash show right here on 1629 SEN Tassie, 1611 SEN Track, Northern Tassie and of course the SEN app right around the globe. We're here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's Real estate experts. Now, Flash, I've been teasing this on the back uh, back bit of the last hour, and you are right up on your tippy toes. And I must pre I must pre warn our next guest who's coming on the line that you are the biggest swans nuffy in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. You're probably the first person. You're not in the cheer squad, but you'd be the next person in. I reckon that's how big your nuffiness is. Wrap it up, mate. And of course, he's Robbie Fox, the boy from the Bernie Dockers, now playing at the Sydney Swans. Robbie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. First things first, Flashman, Robbie and I have actually played on each other uh, 2020 uh, at the Gabba of all places in the COVID-affected year and did an absolute number on me, Flashman, uh, in the rain up there. That was, of course, the game where... I'm by seven points tight. Just got over the line tight, I reckon. (laughs) Just got over the line. Do you want to know the score? It was four goals, 10-34 to three goals, 8-26. So a barnstorming win there by the Tigers by eight points. Uh, But, Robbie... It wasn't the funnest game. It wasn't the funnest game. Of course, the backlash of that was... Damien Hardwick, I think, gave Horse Longmore a clip Ooh, in the whack. post-game <laughs> presser. Uh, and then backed the truck up very quickly, old Dimmer. But, uh, <laughs> Robbie, welcome to the show. Thank you for jumping on board. We always love to get our Tasmanian AFL players on board. Uh, mate, your recent form, you've absolutely hit the ground running. Uh, of course, I think you might have been the sub against the Tigers uh, about six or seven weeks ago. But your you form recently, absolutely flying. Yeah, no, it's uh, good to get back in. Um, I come in for my first game against Melbourne and then got dropped. But, um, yeah, just sort of working on playing more of an offensive role. Um, past past couple of years, I've been playing a bit too much defensive role. So, um, yeah, it's been really nice and the team's going well. You've had to battle, Robbie. Um, for I guess for those that aren't aware, I <coughs> drafted five years ago now, straight out of Coburg and at 23-24 at that time. Um your journey at the Swans has been a, a fascinating one. You've had several stints in the twos. You've 
you've got in and, and had two or three games and, and performed really well at times and up forward, of, of course. I remember you played down at the Geelong. You took that hanger down there a couple of years ago and, you, you know, you've, you've been trying to find your niche. I've wanted to find a role for you every week with your pace, speed, your physical work has just got better. Are, are, you, feeling, are you feeling like you belong? Cause you, because it looks like you are. Yeah, definitely. I've always had the support of um, the coaches and whatnot, but um, it's always been a tough team to sort of break into. And um, I think that was one of my strengths, being able to play everywhere, but it was also one of my weaknesses. I think I've sort of been thrown um, yeah, in the ruck and up forward where um, it's not really for me. So um, playing down back and um, at the moment playing a, um, a bit higher half-back role and um, getting more attacking is um, really, really helping me at the moment, yeah. Your journey into to footy, um, obviously via the Coburg Football Club where you were drafted from, but before that, the Bernie Dockers. Interesting journey because yep. you, you juggled footy and basketball um, at, at a really high level. What, what was the thing, and it's probably a lot of questions, the question of a lot of young Tasmanians around that age that you made the choice at 16. What, what was the thing that uh, made you go towards football rather than, than basketball? Yeah, well, it was... Pretty much more basketball, and then when you get to like under 18s, you had to choose because footy state training, footy basketball training, uh, and then basketball training would uh, clash a lot. So um, it was it was pretty much with friends. A lot of my mates all played played footy, um, and with basketball nationals was cool. But if you didn't um, if you didn't have dreams of playing for Australia or going to college, then it was sort of a bit of a roadblock and um, Footy had a lot more pathways, um, so you could go um, and play the AFL and play still a high level of footy. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was always tough um, trying to juggle both. So wind wind back. Let's wind back uh, six seven years ago when you did make that choice. With the Jack Jumpers now playing uh, in Tasmania and being Tasmania's team, question do this. you do you think you would make the same decision? Oh, no, no, definitely, definitely not, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I've been following the Jack Jumpers all year. How good were they? Unbelievable. Um, but, unbelievable. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I think the footy pathway was all right down there, but in, to a certain age. And then you did get to 17, 18, and it did dry up a lot. Um, my best mate, Brody Mychek, was in the same boat. We both played Bernie Dockers. We both missed out on the draft. And then we were sort of just... Stuck in limbo, just playing for Bernie Dockers at 19 with um, sort of no aspirations, no chances really of getting picked up until having to move away. So um, I think that's the big thing. If, um, a lot of people who don't get picked up at 18 um, have to sort of move away and move out of Tassie to try and get noticed. What was it with basketball, Robbie? Was it the jump shot? What was missing for you? Like, was it? I mean, it's the jump shot for most of us, of course, and everyone. Oh, but everything, is it, everything for you, Flash. Is it? Um, was that the? Was it the three point shot that wasn't consistent enough that maybe lacked a bit of confidence for you to pursue that path? Uh, oh, no query. No, okay. My jump shot was all right. I just don't think I was at the next level. I played with sure. Greenwood and. He was a superstar. Uh, Robbie, well, let's talk a little bit about footy about the Swans at the moment. The Swans uh, are going really well at the moment, sitting seventh on the ladder. A little bit of an up-and-down season um, in, in patches, but at, the, at, the, at their best, the Swans have looked like a side that can 
win the premiership. What does the back end of the of the season look like for for your Swans? Uh, and how are the boys feeling about uh, the end of season two thousand and twenty two and finals and beyond? Yeah, we're feeling pretty good. I think um, as we know, we can beat anyone, um, but it's our lapses. We um, in games, I think we have lapses in games where we concede four or five goals in 10 minutes and it costs us games. Um, so, yeah, it's, we've got plenty of confidence if we can get to the finals and um, hopefully reach the top four and give ourselves a second chance. We know how hard it is to win it from um, the bottom eight. Um, but, yeah, we're feeling good. We've, we're playing Freo in Perth this weekend. Monster and, game. Um, we'll get ourselves up for this game. Yeah, a big game um, for both clubs. And then we've got a lot of games left, I think, against teams all beneath us. So they have a danger game. So um, we sort of have to uh, prepare like we're hunting them, not um, being hunted. Because I think when we have the mindset of going after teams, we can uh, deliver pretty good results. Beating the Cats, beating the Demons this year. So you, you've, you, this is another taste of the really top Roll, roll the Tigers, dubiously roll the Tigers, flash man. Roll the Tigers, Enjoyed always the Sydney Football Club in particular going over out west. You've got a great, some great fans over there as well. And, and you do always seem suited to the, to the new big deck over there. Is it something you go over there with confidence about how you can play the ground in particular? Yeah, I think so. I think um, we we try and work on um, feeding off the silence um, when when there's no noise in the stadium. It means we're doing doing pretty well. So um, I guess it's going to be hot quite early. Um, try and um, main, maintain it for the first half, and then if we can be in the game at half time, then we usually say then we can hopefully hopefully win the game in the second half. Um, but yeah, I, I think the deck's good. It's a big deck. Uh, we've got a lot of young, quick boys in our team now who actually enjoy the bigger deck than the SCG. Well, Robbie, one before we let you go, because um, I know you've got a flight to catch to get over there out west to play against the Dockers uh, tomorrow night. Tasmanian footy, and this has been the hottest topic on this radio show and probably in Tasmania as well, the introduction of an AFL team. How do you feel about uh, Tasmania's prospects and is there is there that little maybe draw card to come back home to Tassie if that side is... Uh, it does come up and, and Tasmania does get its own licence. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I'm backing it in. If uh, if it's able to be funded and we can afford a team down there, then 100%. Um, I think it's great for footy down there and all the kids coming through. And as I said, the mature age people who have to leave the state now to try and um, play VFL or try and get drafted. Um, and... I don't know. It depends when the team is. I'm 29 now, and I'm in and out of a team. So I'd five years to, to go, mate. At least so you got five years to go. At least. Get, hopefully, hopefully they can hurry up and get a team. Well, Robbie, thank you for joining right. us. We really do appreciate it. And, and I didn't realise you were good friends with Brody Mycheck. A couple of absolute gems, Flashman. And we know what Brody Mycheck's doing down at the Collingwood Football Club now. And of course, Robbie becoming an integral part of that Sydney Swans backline. Robbie, congratulations on what you've done so far this season and your career so far, and we wish you the best of luck going forward. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good there, on you, Robbie. There we are, the Sydney Swans utility, Robbie Fox, ta- Tasmanian product, Northwest Coast product. One before we go to the break, Flashman, and, and off the back of my last question to Robbie, there, mm. just, just does it dull down a little bit, this commentary around Tasmania's team over here in... in 
in Melbourne because I haven't heard a lot about it from the Melbourne no. media this week. They've seemed to have taken a little bit of a back seat. Oh, so you're saying they've they've um, conceded, semi-conceded, let it go sort of operation? Yeah, I am. Uh, uh, well, maybe there's just both sides have sort of come to a bit mm. of a, just an agreement. Let's just let it. You're bullish. Down. You have oh, not uh, wavered. No. You look in the mirror at yourself every day. As the we more know, commentary around time... it not happening, the the stronger yep. I am. This push is uh, not. I won't say mm. watertight, but it is very, very good. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Cruising through the second hour here on Jack and Flash. Great to have your company. It's a story. Just got a text come through from Richie from Moona, Jackie Boy, and about talk about yes. any chance you talk about the Tassie Under-16s. Well, yes, we can. Of course, winning... National champs, um, which was terrific. I mean, that's another sign that the little chip off the block, Tasmania's chipping well, you away. Got some, you got some names, have you? Who, who got was some involved? names? Daniel Cooney, um, young of cheese, course, playing very young cheese. We know the the quality of Gavin Cooney. Of course, what a star he was. Probably should have played AFL footy. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and this is an interesting one. There's the two grandsons, Connor and Liam Ling, grandsons of the great Danny Ling, Danny playing Ling. some really good footy as well. So thank you to Richie for that text. But that's a good story. I've got one off the text line. It says, morning, guys. No one likes seeing their coach sacked or stepped no. down. But it was inevitable. The win-loss ratio was just too great, and our game plan just wasn't cutting it. David seemed like a great guy, but it just wasn't working. Any truth you've been offered a playing assistant coach role at North, Jack? This has come from... Cheers. Flash in Latrobe. <laughs> oh, the ultra ego. Flash wants you at the Kangas. No, we, I think we went over that last week that uh, I won't be going. Not happy Flash. No, I'd actually, I didn't say I wouldn't be going. I said oh, I'd have to wait and see that I wouldn't know what, uh, what my uh, career holds ahead of me after this year, Flash Man. Question without, can I tell you, I've had a couple of premonitions. Um, oh, this is go. completely off script. psychic, are we? Well, I've just been thinking about this Dusty and, and Grundy and all these things happening. If I was the Sydney Football Club, I'm not taking Dustin Martin. So uh, Kinnear Beatson, he's in charge of list management. Kinnear Beatson, yep. yeah, I would be saying to Kinnear. Now, Kinnear, can we find a way to get Brodie Grundy instead? Wow, that's that's what the, I know. One's talked about that, of course, but that's what that's what I would like Kinnear to do. And you know what else I had a premonition about? Mm. Alistair Clarkson. So we know the Tassie stuff's happening where he is now, and could he go to the Kangas? I reckon, you know where I reckon he wants to go? Where? The Dirty Bombers. Essendon <laughs> Football Dirty Club. Bombers, you the Dirty Bombers, you can't The Dirty Bombers. Okay, well, I'm just, I, I just, right. anyway, I just right. had to get so it off you, the you, chest. You, I've been thinking want, about it all week. You want Grundy to... I want Grundy at the Swans. Well, of course, the Grundys have had a fantastic 20, uh, affiliation with the City Swans with Heath Grundy playing football. 28 there. years of age. Hickey is Not superb, happy with but, Tom Hickey's output. No, terrific. But he's thirty three. So I'm saying Is let's he? look at the let's look at the next block after oh. that. And I think mate, Ruckman have you know this. We've talked about this self. Ruckman have never been as important in our great game than what they are at the moment. Okay. You know, 
Okay. Absolutely critical. Rightio. Well, Heath Grundy. Oh, you disagree? No, no, no. I says, all right, okay. I says, okay, okay, is agreeing. Uh, big weekend football flash, man. Let's Oof. just quickly breeze through it before we get to Matty okay. Reid from Taz yep. Racing. Yes. Bulldogs Saints, what are you seeing in this one tonight? And I would like a tip too, please. Saints. I think wow. dogs are just going to, with no Norton, I think that's going to, yeah. Yeah. So the out's there for, for uh, the Bulldogs. Uh, Hunter protocols, Norton protocols, Shaki yes. protocols. And a few injured players. As Who do you well. like? I think uh, no. I think the Bulldogs will still win this. Sure. Uh, Adelaide Collingwood over at Adelaide Oval. Well, it's an interesting one. Um, Pies need to win, so they'll win. But that'll be that'll be Adelaide will spike. Yep. Radio Giants uh, Lions. Oof. Danger game. Lions just Lions over at Marnica that one here. North versus may, the, they may have they may have wrapped it up the Giants the last couple of where they might have said that'll do us for this year. North Tigers at Marvel Stadium Sunday Saturday afternoon. Bum 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 bum. Tigers by thirty two. Oh, Rebound to now kick as well. his regular two goals two three goals one operation, <laughs> which is fine. By Big the game way. this one. Carlton versus the Cats at the MCG. Um, Cats. Ooh, that's an interesting Cats. one. Blues getting a few back for that game as well, which uh, bolsters their stocks. And injuries been affecting Carlton as well. We get they got Liam Stocker back, and there's a yes. few coming as well. I think Pitney's not far away, uh, playing in the reserves. Uh, big game. We spoke to Robbie Fox just before. Dockers versus the Swans over at Optus. Uh, better the round is Sydney to win over there. They play super Ooh. footy over there. They like the big hard tracks, young man. They love. The fast tracks. There, let's go the Sunday games really quickly. Hawthorne Eagles at Hawthorne. the AG. Uh, Melbourne v Port at TIO up in Alice Springs. Mm, danger game. Port by six points. Port by six points. Right, yeah, they play well up there. Essendon versus the Suns at Marvel Stadium. Both teams coming off a good win last week. We talked about this. Bombers, they're going to keep winning. They're going to keep winning. Upsetting the, <laughs> the Apple Dirty Bombers, alerts. you call them. Yeah, dirty Bombers. bombers. Our footy there. Uh, we are, well... As always, Flashman, we catch up with our boy, Snapper, from Taz Racing. Maddie Reid is on the line. Maddie, welcome back to the show. Flash, Jack. How are you? Right. No. Now, we're looking for a racing update. And of course, is Taz Racing update, thanks to Form Plus Pro, Tazzy Greyhounds, Harness, and Thoroughbred Racing. Maddie, what's it looking like down there in the Apple Isle in the racing industry? Yeah, a couple of good programs of racing at either end of the state this Sunday, Jack. The last ten point thoroughbred meeting of the seasons on the all-weather track at Sprayton and then a big 10-race harness card in Hobart on Sunday night. But I'll put the limelight a little bit on the Greyhounds this week, though. Uh, both on of you dishes. guys likely... Yeah, both of you guys likely would have had dealings with, uh, with Shane Yates, the iconic late broadcaster. Oh, legend. legend. Yeah, real real pillar of the northwest coast. Loved his Devonport Footy Club and, of course, was a Tasmanian race caller, primarily on the Greyhounds. Decent uh, footy caller heaps. back in the day. Snapper too, don't worry. Sorry, he was a good footy caller back in the day. I don't think there was much he, he couldn't do, Shane. He was he was very talented. And uh, there's three heats for the Shane Yates Memorial Series will be run in, in Hobart on Tuesday. It was first run in 2020. It's a lucrative, lucrative series as well, worth over... 12k to the winner so the top two from each of the three heats along with the two fastest third place getters qualify for that final which is the following tuesday i think it's the 26th um some good dogs engaged there as well headlined by the recent tasmanian oaks and derby winners winburn ruby and nailham fencer they've drawn the same heat which is uh race seven in hobart on tuesday so it's it's always one that trainers want to win flash the, the shane yates memorial and it um rolls around on tuesday 
Can you give us a, t- a tip snapper for anything that's going around? Anything tickle your fancy? Well, I fluffed my lines last week. You asked me for one and it ran second. So let's see if we can do better. One for Devonport on Sunday. Comes up in the final race, number five, Rebel Factor. I think he might be pretty smart, this bloke. He's won half of his four career starts, and he was definitely stiff in at least one of those defeats. The 1,000 around Devonport's probably as short as he wants it, but I think he'll take some holding out late in the piece. So uh, one for Devonport on Sunday, race eight, number five, Rebel Factor. Well, Snapper, thanks for joining us as always. Hopefully a little bit better than last week's second place. We need this one to salute for our listeners down there. No worries. Thanks, Jack. Talk soon. As always, you can live stream every Tassie race on Form Plus Pro. Sign up for free at tasracing.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Now... Jack, let's take now. You look, you get a, a little bit of a confident swagger about you from time Tippy to time. Toes, <laughs> Flash Man. <laughs> um, what about last week? We, look, let's just have let's have a listen to this audio. Yes. Goulburn, race one, number oh, seven. On. Privatisation. I know. Oh, I know on. an owner. I know a couple of owners actually. Hang on. Well, d- tell us about privatisation. Saluted last week, which was very, uh, very exciting. We were sitting mm-hmm. on the plane heading up to the Gold Coast, me and a few of the owners. Um, what, you had reception? Uh, no, well, we hadn't, hadn't taken off yet, so we were still sure. in a holding pattern there. So we, uh, we all saluted on the plane. We're very happy that privatisation got up for its first win. So very exciting. I'm sure it? you would have kept that privately. It wouldn't have been loud or anything, of course. Now I started walking up to business class after one flash, man. <laughs> <laughs> that little metal rope on the Virgin plane stopped me from going all the way past. But I was, uh, certainly had a bit of swagger about myself on the, uh, on the flight up. It's hot. Real hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not hot. You want to talk about uh, programs that are taking off? Hot or not is where it's at That's here hot. on Jack and Flash. Hot or not's just hot. Great to have your company wherever you are around Tas- oh, Mate, can I speak or not? You yeah, just, you right, just don't want you to do it. Mate, this this is exciting because I tell you what, in terms of topics, young man, we have got a plethora. In fact, we're not going to get through them all. Thanks for everybody who's SMS some options for us this morning. Let's start with it. Hot or not, Jackie boy. The AFL must address the issue of players trying to draw head-high free kicks. Hot or not? Well, Flashman, this is hot because it started. Um, it started a few years ago. You know when they had the driving of the head, and the AFL yes. showed that it uh, didn't like what it was seeing. Um, yes. So, so maybe maybe there is something here that the AFL and they've shown that they'd like to. Um, like to address issues all around the head, so we've seen concussion um, and all those sort of head injuries that have become uh, very, very strong on on yes. protecting the head. And and if things, uh, I suppose, bumps probably the one more than anything else. They've they've been strong in handing down penalties. So uh, how though? That's the only thing sure. I look at it. Is is yep. it if all if the first contact's made on the arm, it's not a free kick. Yes, um, with that rolling motion, but. Uh, I know a lot of been lots of been said about young Jack Ginnivan um, from the Collingwood Magpies about. Well, what's his method? Let's just let's just break him down. Well, he, he, he's not a ducker. He more he leads he, he leads with the arm, so he yes. leads with his sort of elbow to 
go under the uh, the tackling yeah, arm and slide right. it up. So then it gets up around his neck, which yes, um, it, it's, it's sort of a bit Joel Seldish. But Joel, Joel Seldish probably more of a roller and rolls it up on the neck and, and of, strength. He has they, that strength to be able to just flick him off. Yeah, sort of thing, doesn't yeah. It? So um, no, well, it, it's going to be hard. I, I think the AFL would think this is a hot issue. Um, how oh, they no deal bad. with it. I do not know, Flashman. I do not know. This is a big issue, though. Um, hot or not, Flash, Tasmania has been shafted again after South Africa have pulled out of this summer's ODIs, leaving us without a men's international match for the summer. Back page of the Mercury today, Flashman. The Mercury reports that the sports minister, Nick Speed, and Crick, Cricket Tasmania CEO, Dominic Baker, friend of the show, have begun talks with Cricket Australia to try and salvage something for the summer. Tasmania's only scheduled international match for the summer is a women's T T Twenty between Australia and Pakistan. Hot or not, Flashman? Uh, yeah, look, it's hot, and I preface this with saying, um, you know, the, the one day internationals this this time of the cycle between World Cups it just doesn't drag me into it anymore. It hasn't done for a long time. But on the back of what was uh, such a wonderful Ashes Test, it was tremendous. Um, yeah, it, to now go through the next summer with no international uh, cricket in the men's team would be very disappointing. Um, yeah, look, it, you know, sometimes with Tassie, we're, it's a little bit of a cycle, so we're sort of an in-out, one-in-one-out sort of operation. You you would like to think, as far as the overall package goes, that you would think Cricket Australia would have been thrilled with the Test match um, last year and the attendance, etc., but... Yeah, that's look. It's just a damn shame, isn't it? You know, the locals don't get the opportunity to see some cricket at the top level. It's interesting. South South Africa's sort of um, something going on there. Like they've got the yeah, there's cash talking. They're well, they 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 don't like playing a five test series over here in the summer due to the fact that they've got their own summer back home where they obviously make a decent wa- uh, wicket. Sorry. Um, yeah, and then this is a bigger issue too, Jackie Boy. Like, is it actually with you know with all the Channel Seven issues here with broadcasting rights, money, you know, um, there's stuff going on in cricket at the moment financially, um, which has got some a little bit of murkiness about it moving forward. The other thing out of that flash man is that, of course, with the big bash rolling around at that time of year, South Africa have got their own T Twenty league starting. That's so that, correct. That, they obviously want correct. to secure talent that for TV rights and. And having their own product uh, being the best it can be at home. Here we go. Interesting one. You got one for me, Flashman? I do. Hot or not, Scott Pendlebury will go down as the greatest ever magpie. Now, that's the first part of the question. And can he make it to 400 games? Hot or not? 350 games this week. So that's three more Collingwood years, isn't it? Captain. So that's three uh, more years. Uh, yeah, three. Three. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I think, uh, I think this is hot news. I, I, it's hot. So you got him above Dacos. Just let me just go through the numbers. Uh, yeah, he's well. Yeah, he's above Dacos. Surely, he's and, and he's above Buckley. Uh, well, how many Copelands did Buckley win? Five. Heaps. Yeah, I think yep, similar. Pendlebury probably won five. Yeah, great. Uh, Pendlebury won a premiership. Um, Razzle dazzle. Four hundred. If he got to four hundred, it's it's a no-brainer. Absolute yes. no-brainer. But three more years. He's thirty-four-ish. I think thirty-four or thirty-five. That's a lot of football, but what Scott Penry does is he's he, he's got a great he's physically he's in great condition, but mentally he just continues to play the game at a at a different level to everyone else because he's. So Do you know smart. three years ago? Three years ago, I thought he was dropping off the cliff. That's I, I, I I'm happy to Heart, put the my move hand to half backs probably helped him oh. out a fair bit there. Reinvigoration with a new coach and and reinvigoration. 
don't put past the fact, Flash, that when you get in a team that is a sneaky chance of winning a premiership, which yes. Collingwood still are for this year. I mean, they're, they're doing a they lot are. right at the moment. They are, they are certainly hot as a pistol at the moment. Um, won five of their last games. They, uh, yeah, that, that just gives you a little bit of a pep in your step. So no doubt Scott Penderby walking around his tippy toes down there at uh, down there at Collingwood. Hot or not, Flash, and, and I can't begin to think about what you were thinking during the week. What's that? Lance Franklin won't be playing for the Sydney Swans in 2023. Uh, I'd say that's. I'd say it's a not, but it's a really line nah. decision. And, and let me. What I knew, do know about that footy club is that they're not going to overpay him. You've got to, and you know this better than anybody. We've seen um, with how Charles going at the moment um, in the Gold Coast. If you can somehow keep hold of that next generation of tall forwards, in their case, it's obviously Logan McDonald, Joel Marty, and Big McLean. They've actually got a stable of tools, the Swans. 19 years of age, 20 years of age, 21 years of age. Um, they won't overpay him. They won't. So it'll be up to Lance. Does Lance, um, they probably get it up to 550, 600. That's what happens in negotiations. Or he goes to, let's say, Essendon for two years for 1.6 or 7 or 8 million, whatever. And if that happened, magnificent for Lance. But you'd want, it, you'd like to think that when it all comes down to, I mean, they're going to play for a premiership this year. That's the focus. But you imagine for the next few years they're going to. So um, I'm going to say it's it's a not, but it's it could well be a hot going forward. It's one of those uh, ones, isn't? You know, we'll, we'll wait. So this is the thing I want to say about this. Never ever forget. And Mitch, you listen to me here because you can tell all your Melbourne cronies over there. Everybody said, laughed at the nine years to Sydney, right? So the nine years is now about to be up. You know, this is good morning to Sam Landsberg and all those people. But they had articles and articles about this deal, etc. Well, now we're talking about the extension from the nine years. What about his 10th and 11th year potentially with the Swans or somebody else? Which is an absolute testament to the great man, Lance Buddy Franklin. Well done, son. I've touched a nerve there. Uh, well, so, yeah, so I've got reckon... a long memory, as yeah. you know. <laughs> and um... <laughs> so, five hundred, you reckon's the the, the ballpark? For, well, for no, I wouldn't. Pay, I don't think you pay more than six hundred because I don't want to lose those other kids. You, you, they're too good. That's uh, mm. simple as that. Don't forget, Charles that. got thirty-five. They might. <laughs> maybe they should have probably, booted you at Tigerland and probably... said, "Ah." Go on. He's probably worth half a million in endorsements and actually oh, getting people to the game. So. Well, I'm smoke this fire. There'll be a squeeze. All right, um, then. If you go, if you leave Sydney, where's he going? Well, Essendon's linked to every single player in the competition. Essendon's the Lakers of this competition, even though they're not the Lakers because they haven't won for a long time. But they are linked. So, would he be good at Essendon? Yes, he would be. He'd be good at most clubs. Playing good footy, you still got him in the top ten players in the competition. What about Melbourne? He'd be very good at Melbourne. <laughs> He'd be very good at Richmond watch, too, by the way. Watch. You're going to North Melbourne next year, so maybe he takes your spot. <laughs> watch, watch, watch this space. Uh, very good. All right, what do you got, Flashy? Okay, let's have a look here. Hot or not? This is an interesting one, an old favourite of yours too. North Hobart's own Liam Jones will be in hot demand for the 2023 season now that the AFL has lifted its vaccine mandate. Hot or not? No, this is hot and there's been a lot of clubs already being linked to... My shorts, I can cook things in it. (laughs) (laughs) Being linked to uh, Liam Jones, of course. The side story to this is how are Carlton compensated? But um, that will be interesting to to see what happens as as it rolls around. Uh, But no, 
um, hearing that there is no compensation. Well, who would compensate him? Like well, if, if he goes, if he goes to let's pick a club. Um, oh, Essendon. He's get, Essendon's getting everyone next year. So if he, that, that can't be expected to pay Carlton some compensation, um, could they? Could they? No, not pay him. But I, I don't know whether the AFL steps in and says, hey. This is due to uh, one of our uh, rulings, uh, but it's uh, I think due to the fact that he retired and didn't go on the inactive list, there is no conversation to be had. So, uh, no, Liam Jones uh, will yes. be uh, well, arguably one of the best defenders in the competition when he retired due to being. Um, What's he thirty? He'd be three years younger than you. I'm just thirty-one. Yeah, what is he? 30, thirty. Thirty. I, I think yeah. he'd want to go to a contender. Uh, and maybe would. maybe that is Carlton. Um, there There's are, a lot of contenders, mate. There's there is a lot, a lot of, of teams at the moment that think that they were. Uh, well, could Carlton use him again? Like how how does their you know it's a different look now with Weedering. Be interesting uh, to see what, what sort of terms he left on Carlton. Obviously, they they didn't put the, the vaccine mandate in, but yeah, that would be interesting. But uh, no, I think um, yeah, I think there'd be plenty of sides that be putting their hand up saying, hey, would you want to come along and and have a have a crack at a premiership? So. Uh, watch this space. Watch this space. Uh, you got one for me? Flashman, AFL, hold on, not flat. AFL fans need to move on from trying to make State of Origin happen despite its success on Wednesday night in the Rugby League. Hot as Rockhampton. Is this? You could nearly just, just set your watch oh, to a, a State of Origin article. Let it go. Article. It, it doesn't work at AFL, does it? No, because the difference being this is, is this... Um, this event is the pinnacle in the competition for these men. So every time they step out for their beloved Maroons or the and Blues... Women. And women. There's a and women. women's yep. state of origin. Same, same thing. It, it is the top echelon of everything they play for. Um, they did, Brian. And the thing with it was is it's one in all in. The other night it was like, you know... this I noticed the good on, honourable um, Tim Smith, the former Liberal leader over there. He was bullish about um, about them bashing uh, each other. Our own Andy Ma had a bit of a tip to tap with him uh, on Twitter yesterday, but that it, was, look, yeah, it was um, look, it was it was brutal, wasn't it? Mm. Like uh, there was some there's some genuine. Well, you you would have been in bed, of course. Uh, no, state of origin doesn't really tickle no. my fancy. Um, I was I was doing something else actually at that point in time, which I think you're going to ask me. Oh, sounds a, a bit qu- romantic. Uh, no, ask no. me. The oh, next sorry. question involves it. So, what have you got for me, Flash well, Man? Well, I need you to answer this because you are the new guru, the new Phil Liggett of everything cycling. Hot or not? <laughs> Last night was the as in yesterday was the greatest stage of the Tour de France ever. Yeah, so while you were uh, knuckleheading at watching State of Origin Flashman and getting your bogan on, I was um, in the, in the uh, the high echelon of cycling, uh, oui, drinking oui. champagne, French champagne, <laughs> as we watched one of the greatest, one of the greatest, if not the greatest. So it's hot. Break it down for it's us, hot. It's Break hot. It down. Break it down for the people that weren't watching. Uh, so, Tadej Pogacar, who is about 24 years of age, still qualifies for the Young Riders uh, jersey. He's won the last two Tour de France's, and um, he's had an absolute grip on this uh, bike race for, well, a long time now. And uh, it looked a fait complete the fact that he was... Um, he was two minutes up um, on Jonas Vinegard from Team Jumbo Visma, leading into uh, a stage two. Well, the last two nights have been fantastic. But two nights ago, and the uh, Jumbo Visma guys just attacked him left, right, and centre. And it was 
It was like a boxing match flash on a on the the Galibier, which is a, a yes. climb over there in uh, in uh, France. Um, they went Alpe d'Huez last night too, which is not as many punches thrown, but it was the a tactical masterpiece um, from Jumbo Visma and and their team, and it just was just so good, so so good. Yeah, Jonas is now the the hot favourite to get through, yep. and but obviously. Pogacar is still lurking. Yeah, Geraint Thomas, don't write off him. He's only uh, two minutes 26 behind. He's a bit of a okay. veteran old Geraint yes. Thomas. Um, and like Roman 30s? Bardet, no, I reckon he'd be older than that, Geraint Thomas. Is Roman he? Bardet, the Frenchman in fourth. But Jonas Vindegaard and Tadej Pogacar, there is still a week and a bit to go in the tour. It is going to be an absolute humdinger. So. Where's, and where's Kiddo Evans? He's a little bit off... Uh, he's, uh, he's probably sitting in his <laughs> chalet somewhere. Well, and in, I... Uh, yeah, in, in, in France or, or, or not. but um, And I say that because I think you and Phil are the only people to watch it anymore, aren't they? Is, oh, is it too, uh, no, no, that, too that, far, Flash? That, that too is far. way too far. There's okay. a lot of people, As you, you know Flash Man, that are involved yep. and love the Tour de France. Well, that was hot or not, Flash. Very, very good. good. Big show. What a great show it was. Uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend, Flash? Well, I, I'm focused heavily on Cameron Smith. Um, I, I just can see Smitty. something here. Yep, let's get this this debut uh, major out of the way from the mullet. Uh, the mullet from what part of Queensland is he from? Uh, from He's Queensland, somewhere. Somewhere, very well, everywhere, everywhere. Let's say Mount Isa. That goes well. Mullet from Mount Isa. Ma- mullet from Mount Isa. He looks um, sharp. His temperament's always good. But I tell you what, mate. This weekend of foot is an absolute beauty. It is. Epic galore, and this is what you and I have been talking about for weeks. We've had a tremendous 2022 in the AFL, and I'll be keeping an eye on the Tigers. My word, yeah, I will. Yeah, good, the good, Tigers. Good, Kangas good, good last week. Yeah, yep. no, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, hearing a few more stories about your upcoming trip to Mount Buller, which I'm looking forward to delving into a little bit more next week. I want to know whether you're a skier or a snowboarder, Flashman. Mm.